Welcome to Blurge United, whoever you are, wherever and whenever you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Oh boy, we have a great show for you today. Great, great show. Lots to talk about. So much has been happening in the world of Blurred and pop culture in general. Um, as always, I'm Disa. I'm going to be giving you some of the news broken up into two parts as per usual, or as is now usual. Um, it's going to be broken up in two parts. That is casting and production news, and then we're going to get into some speculation. That's where I get to riff off about some of the things that are going on in the world of the media and give you some of my opinions about it. Spe- casting and, spe- and pr- production is, as per usual, is what you'd expect. It is casting and production news. I mean, there's some theories and stuff about it, and some really good heartwarming stuff this week. Um, look, I don't want to waste any more of your time. You don't, you didn't tune in here to listen to me, except you did. So that makes no sense. Excuse me. Uh, okay, let's just get right into it. <laughs> let's get right into it. Um, here we are with the news. Okay, so the first part, uh, casting and production, uh, we got, uh, okay, okay, so you know how like uh, last week was all about the Little Mermaid and shit? Okay, so this week, uh, we des- they decided not to be outdone over there, the good people at uh, James Bond Productions, the Broccolis, they decided that Lashana Lynch is going to get the 007 tag. Now, this is not to say she's going to be James Bond in the new James Bond movie. She's simply getting double the 007 tag. And remember, 007 is simply a moniker for the 00 agents. James Bond is 007, but that's not to say there wasn't a 007 before him or there won't be a 007 after him. I don't know if people are interested in watching um, 007, without James Bond, but, um, you know, I have a lot of thoughts about this, and I'm going to be sharing them in a little bit later, but, um, yeah, Lashana Lynch is getting the 007 tag at the end of, in, at some point during the new 007 movie, which is Bond 25. Okay, moving right along, Jack Reacher. Okay, so Tom Cruise did this movie a while ago called Jack Reacher, right? A couple movies, and Amazon Prime are doing a series with the same character. No news yet as to whether or not Tom Cruise is involved in this in any way. I doubt Tom Cruise is going to be doing a series. But then again, you know, the guy's in the twilight of his career for action movies and stuff. So who knows? Tom is, he surprised us before. So I'm not putting this out of the realms of possibility. Um, So yeah, Jack Reacher coming to Amazon Prime. It is definitely happening. They got a two-season order. Um, What else? What else? Where else? Uh, A Quiet Place 2. Yeah, A Quiet Place 2 just started shooting. The John Krasinski-directed uh, horror film, which I flippin' loved. I thought it was so much better than Bird Box, but it didn't get anywhere near the kind of press and meanage that Bird Box did. But I, I thought A Quiet Place is the kind of horror movie that I want to see. Truly, truly terrifying in that there was not a sound being spoken. Not a sound throughout the movie, but they terrified the shit out of you and kept you on the edge of your seat. That's the kind of horror movie I want to watch, where... They really play with your senses. I don't know. Maybe they'll play with our sense of taste next in the horror movie. Who knows? Um, Game of Thrones. All right, so it's Emmy season. Emmys, uh, the nominations came out, and Game of Thrones got a record-breaking number of nominations. 
this obviously got quite a few fans irate. They're saying, why? Why would Game of Thrones get all these nominations? That's terrible. For shame. For shame. I don't care, man. Like, honestly, I thought that Game of Thrones, while it was not a very good season of Game of Thrones, in terms of its writing, the production value was fantastic. The sets were unbelievable. Those sets were unbelievable. The, the cast, the crew did a remarkable job with the, the CGI and the direction of certain action sequences and all that, but that's not Game of Thrones. That's part of the why people got upset about it because Game of Thrones has always been about its writing, which was bad. Which was bad. Let's be honest. It wasn't very well written. The dialogue lacked something. There were less words per minute, less words per episode, which is unusual for Game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, it wasn't that good, and I understand why the complaints are happening. But more interesting is that Strange before you get upset about Stranger Things not getting any nominations, the reason why Stranger Things didn't get any nominations was that it missed the deadline, which was May 31st, I believe. It came out, obviously, on July 4th. So it was not eligible for this year's round of Oscars, uh, sorry, Emmys. So it will be up for Emmy nominations next year. But who knows how it's going to do? Because... Obviously, they're not. It's gonna be a. It's a year away. So, I don't know. I just don't think Stranger Things, the, the old people over there at Netflix, really care about getting Emmy nominations that much. Anyway, um, all right. Space Jam Two news. Terrence Nance was replaced for that. So, yeah, they had creative differences over Space Jam, which, frankly, just shouldn't be getting made anyway. But whatever. Space Jam 2 is coming out sometime next year, and yeah, Terrence Sams has replaced the director. I don't have any news of who replaced him. There is news somewhere out there, so go ahead and search for it. I don't care particularly. So, yeah, there's that. Anyway, Rick and Morty Season 4. Yes, Rick and Morty Season 4 news. Uh, so Rick and Morty Season was obviously confirmed by um, Adult Swim for 70 episodes. Um, 70 episodes seems to be broken up into seven seasons because the new Rick and Morty uh, season four is going to have about 10 episodes. Yep, 10 episodes. So unless they're going to ramp up production on the next couple and give them 12, 13 or something like that, we're going to get seven more seasons of Rick and Morty. But we won't have to wait as long. The new season is set to debut, obviously, November, just in time for my birthday. I do accept gift cards if and uh, any for fans things. Uh, I might be setting up a for fans page. I don't know. Who knows? Um, we do know that Rick and Morty is coming out in November and it's going to have 10 episodes. But we also know, we just found out, that season five is already being written. So yes, it's already in production. They are writing the season's episodes right now, so we won't have to wait as long. We could have Rick and Morty season five as soon as next year, November. It could be a yearly thing now, just like any other show, which is what we all want. More Rick and Mo Morty. Yes, wubba lubba dub dub, people. Okay, so Snake Eyes. All right, you guys remember... You guys remember G.I. Joe, right? That Travis Mockery that was G.I. Joe? Yeah. Okay, so Snake Eyes uh, is a character on, on that. Very, very popular. One of everybody's favorite toys to play around with in the G.I. Joe set. 
Snake Eyes is getting his own movie, his own spin-off movie, right? And he's gonna start shooting in the fall. No word as yet as to whether or not Ray Park will be involved in the production of. Um, I'm not sure as to what's going on with that. So yeah, we'll and when we get news, we will tell you. Last little bit uh, for on the casting and production section is that Ben and Matt Damon, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, not Ben Damon. That's not that that's that sounds weird, right? Ben Damon and Matt Affleck. Anyway, whatever. Um, ben and Matt, the erstwhile companions from many, many, many a movie. Um, are going to are confirmed to be in the new Jane Silent Bob movie called Jane Silent Bob Reboot by Kevin Smith. This is a big turnaround for Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck's relationship, which, as we understand, has been strained in the last few years. Um, Kevin Smith puts the blame squarely on his own shoulders, um, quite honorably so. Um, but yeah, Ben is confirmed for the movie along with Matt Damon, so maybe we'll get the... I don't know, Goodwill Hunting Three, uh, good the Goodwill Hunting Three from that was promised. I don't know, maybe that's gonna be a thing. Um, I loved that scene by the way in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. It's one of my all-time favorite scenes in any movie that mocks a movie. It's like top three, easily top three. Um, yeah. That is it for casting and production news. Um, tell us what your th- what your thoughts are. You know, slide right into our DMs. Please slide into our DMs. We love it when you slide into our DMs. You know, just please, please no dick pics. Okay, I mean, unless you're sending us pictures of Dick Cheney, we don't want to have any dick pics. All right, or Dick Grayson. Send us all the Dick Grayson pics you have. All of the Dick Grayson pics, please. I want Dick Grayson pics. Those are the only dick pics I want. All right. <coughs> Mm. We move on to our next section. I'm trying to do this in about 15 minutes, people. So I'm trying to rush through this. We got about seven minutes left for this section. All right, let's move. Woo! LeVar Burton hopes Jordy got laid. Yes, LeVar Burton is almost certainly going to appear at some point in the Picard series that's going to be on Amazon. Um, sorry, on CBS Prime. CBS is uh, thing I'm about over there. Um... So yeah, LeVar Burton is conf- is almost certainly going to be on. He hasn't been confirmed yet, but he's hoping his hopes for it are that Jordy got laid at some point in the uh, future. Because uh, yeah, Jordy had no romantic interest at all. He was just all about his eyes, my eyes. He can't see the sunset, whatever. Um, so yeah, LeVar Burton hopes Jordy got laid. I hope he got laid too. I hope he did. I hope he lives up to his name, Jordy, and gets some Jordy Shore actiones, you know. And uh, gets all, all the, all, all the Jordy, all the Jordy Trek, cooch he can possibly stomach. I don't know. <laughs> all right. According to Tim Miller, Tim Miller is the director of the new Terminator uh, movie, Dark Fate. Um, this movie will scare the fuck out of misogynists. Excuse my French there. Those are his words. I'm simply quoting. I could have said f word. I could have said f bomb. I could have said bleep in there but i said fuck because that's what tim miller said and i do not censor myself i do not censor the news that's what not what we do here at bloods united um (laughs) yeah it'll scare misogynists i think that this owes much to the fact that the movie is almost set almost entirely centered around its female protagonists um it's, it's a very female heavy movie um and misogynists beware don't go to it if you hate women uh 
which you shouldn't do, obviously. So, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't particularly care. I've never cared. I've never thought of Terminator as a man's movie. It's not really a guy flick. It's just a sci-fi cautionary tale flick, right? It's not really, it's not a guy movie per se. Not like Top Gun or anything. Anyway, Thor four, Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi. Yes, uh, has signed on to write and direct Thor 4. This is fantastic news. Firstly, because it means we get more Chris Hemsworth as Thor, which is fantastic. And we get more of Taika Waititi as as uh, as the director. Um, and definitely means we get more Korg. We obviously saw... You know, I do have some mixed thoughts about this. Taika Waititi, like, I, I think he's... I think he's been wildly entertaining as a director, as, as, as a personality. As a personality, I think he's been wildly entertaining. But I do think that people have blown him up. They've given him, advanced him um, beyond his station for a guy who's just honestly just done one really big, great movie. Um, they, people are already putting him on some sort of pedestal. And I, I don't know if he deserves it yet, but we'll see what he does with Akira, which is going to come out first, and then Thor 4, which we still don't have a release date on yet. Um, we'll see what he does on that. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't know. I'm excited to see more Chris Hemsworth. I'm really excited to see that and see what they do with the character because they left him in a weird place in Endgame, right? Um, Javier Bardem. All right, so some little more, some more Little Mermaid. I, I can't believe how much time I've spent talking about a Disney princess in the last few weeks. It's been kind of insane, right? So first, fresh off casting a black girl, in Halle Bailey to play uh, the, the title character of The Little Mermaid, Ariel. We're getting some news now that Javier Bardem is up for the role of King Triton. Okay, I, I don't... I, I, I really have no idea. Like, what are they doing over there? Like, like really, is this... What are they doing? I mean, this, this almost certainly means that Ariel's mom was... was 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 it was a black lady, right? Maybe we'll see a maybe we'll get something about Ariel's mom, but I doubt it because that's not the story of the Little Mermaid. It's about a single father raising like raising like eight little mer fish girls, right? That's what he that's what he is. Um, so I mean, Javier Bardem getting cast that's interesting to a degree. I insofar as I think that they are they're reaching here, man. Let's be let's let's be straight up about it. They're reaching. I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe you guys do. If you do, please shoot me a line. Uh, and maybe you can explain it. All right. Um, all right. Deadpool 3 is coming out soon, apparently, according to Rob Liefeld, the uh, creator of the character. Um, yeah, Deadpool 3 is definitely happening, and it's ha going to be happening sooner than we all think. Maybe that means an end of 2020 release date? We're hoping. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, please, Disney, give us an end of 2020 release date. Maybe start of 2021. They all do come out early in the year, don't they? All the Deadpool movies. They, they generally come out at the start of the year. So maybe we're looking at 2021. We're going to get the first one. But maybe maybe we could be surprised. Maybe production will start before the end of this year. Then end of next year, it's going to be Deadpool 3. A lot of exciting stuff. We're going to all kind of keen to see what Marvel and Disney do with Deadpool, considering that it's a... R-rated. It's been hard R since the beginning, so who knows? Maybe we're going to get a Disney R-rated movie for the first time in a while. 
Um, moving right along, Netflix has lost 130,000 subscribers in the third, second quarter. Um, and this, in one day, right after this news came out, they lost $17 billion in value. Why does this matter? This is, this is it's for about the entertainment industry. You see, Netflix, in my opinion, was always doomed. It was always doomed. Their model doesn't make sense. The minute that the minute that competition came out, their model of you we give you all the the entire season all at once was never going to work from an economic standpoint. Because if you give everybody something on one day, then they don't have to subscribe next month because they watch it in like a weekend and they're done. And that could be the show that they want to watch. They don't have to watch it over multiple months. I think the Netflix model doesn't really make sense. Here's my model for you, okay? This is what I think they should do. Kind of crazy thought, okay? I think that they should record as they are currently recording, but they should not obey any sort of idea of we need to be a binge thing or stay bingey, but instead of releasing all your episodes all on one day, don't release them all, don't release them week to week either. Release them Three episodes. Imagine if uh, Stranger Things they released it was it was twelve episodes and they released them over three months. Over three months, we get th four episodes of Stranger Things, and then the next in January and July, then we get four episodes of Stranger Things in August, and then four episodes of Stranger Things in September. All of that happening. That means you have to subscribe every single month to get Stranger Things. All the while, there's some other show, maybe like a Jessica Jones will be coming out in the same format of, now you get three episodes of Jessica Jones, and you get three episodes of, of um, BoJack Horseman, for instance, uh, and then you get four episodes of what, every single month. So there's always something to subscribe for. That is a far more sustainable model, and I think something that more streaming formats are going to go for. If they're listening to this podcast, that is. If they're being smart, right? And listen to this goddamn podcast. In this way, they're going to be able to sustain the subscriber base. Because right now, Amazon are releasing things on a week-to-week -week basis. Uh, CBS are doing the same with their format. Uh, same thing with DC, DC Universe and the HBO uh, Max that's coming out. So I believe that those shows, those guys are obeying a more TV schedule, but I think Netflix's future is in still keeping with a binge format, but giving us something every single week. But every single week, there's something new coming out on Netflix, but it's not the whole thing. You have to subscribe next month as well. You get to keep your subscriber base and keep your money. Keep making money. I want Netflix to work, but I don't think it's going to work in its current format. You guys tell me what you think. And that is how you goddamn do the news. Even though I went over budget by like three minutes. But whatever. You know, tune in next for the next section. We're going to be talking about some various theories and stuff that you're going to be interested in. I'm going to save Star Wars. Watch. Okay, and we're back, and uh, I want to talk about James Bond. Yeah, James Bond 007. Obviously, the next movie coming out is Daniel Craig's last movie. 
It's going to be uh, it's right now. It's being titled James Bond 25. Most people are calling it Bond 25, and we don't know exactly what the title is going to be. We don't know what it's about. We don't know anything like that. But there are some things that are coming out. Okay. Uh, firstly, Blofeld will be back. We do know that uh, Rami Malek is going to be one of the Bond villains, as as well as Blofeld, which is interesting. Um, the rest of the cast is returning, everyone returning, and it's going to be Daniel Craig's last. These are the things that we know, that are fact, right? We know Lashana Lynch is on the cast. Yeah, what we reported earlier was just a rumor, but it's been sort of low-key confirmed by a lot of different other sources, okay? Lashana Lynch will assume the 007 tag. Now this is interesting. This is interesting. I, I, I look. I, I've, I've been very critical of how they've treated the James Bond universe for a number of years. Like go back over, and you can see. Like I am. I'm a big fan of James Bond, but I think that the way they've been treating it is, it is the most underutilized, underserved, under, underused, and, and just, just, just under, underwhelming universe major franchise there is you think about star wars you think about star trek you think about uh you know you think about doctor who you're thinking about um just, just think about any of the major franchises this is the most underutilized i legit believe that that uh indiana jones has been better served by its 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 its, its owners than James Bond. I really do believe that. Let's look at what James Bond has done. He's spilled off 25 movies, no doubt. But nothing else. Yeah, there are books and whatnot. Who reads anymore? Let's be honest. I mean, we, we read. Read books, kids. I mean, you gotta read, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just read. But, come on. That's not part of the... That's not what you're doing. Books are great and very, very important, but they're not influencing people in pop culture. We're not going to be talking about, oh, remember that book that came out? Like, what's it called? I, I can't go to my mom with that. I can't go to, I can't go to, I can't go to down to the store at the, or the water cooler at work and talk about that book that I read, the James Bond book that I read that, no, that, that sold like 100,000 copies. No, that's not what people are doing. We want to talk about the goddamn series. We want to talk about the goddamn movie. That's what we want to talk about, right? James Bond has, has 25 movies and a kids TV show best back in the early 90s. That's it. That's all they have. Young James Bond. That was the first break from normal tradition they ever had. And I'm like, then what? It, it was popular and just didn't, what? You didn't care to do anything else with it? There's so much to do in this world. All right? So much. Before, and even before Lashana Lynch gets 007, before we have a black James Bond, before we have a black female 007, before we get anything like that, there's so much, so many other things to be told about this story. Like, oh, you, you want to know? You want to know? Okay. I got some ideas for you. I got some ideas for you, Broccoli's. How about a um, James Bond TV show? Huh? James, not a James Bond TV show, an MI6 TV show. You can just call it double O. O, O. Just that. And it's about the double O's. Try that. 
really think about this, okay? There are eight other double O's. There are like eight other double O's. There's double O, double O one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, and nine. Eight other double O's. You can count them if you want to. I just did. Eight other double O's. And you're telling me there are no stories to be told there? It makes no sense to tell stories about the, the secret service, about spy service, what the 00 programs look, what the 00 program looks like outside of 007. Are you kidding me? There are so many stories there. What are the other 00s doing? 007 keeps on saving the world, but maybe the other ones are saving the world too from other threats. Maybe they're saving them from other smaller threats. Maybe they're not saving the goddamn universe, but they might be saving, I don't know, Brazil. They might be saving... I don't know, the west coast of America. Maybe there's some bad guy who's trying to, like, take out, you know, separate California from the rest of the United States for some reason. And then this other James Bond, this other double O, saves the world from that, saves America from that. Maybe saves Africa. Maybe saves Australia, Asia, somewhere in China, India. Um, you know you know what I mean? Like, there's so many other stories to be told. This is how I would do the double O world, okay? This is what I would do with it. This is what I do. Are you listening? What I would do is I would have a double O series. There are eight other double O's, right? Have a double O series. You start it off with like a preamble episode of, of uh, you know, double O one. Let's get double O one working alone. He's working out there in, in China. He's an Asian double O. You know, he's, he's a Chinese double O. Why not? Double O one is Chinese. Double O two is Indian. Double O three is 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 uh, Hispanic. He works in South America. Maybe he's Brazilian, or he's Portuguese, or he's, he's he's Argentinian. We don't know. They're double O's from all of these regions, and this is where MI6 place them. They place them in strategically in all these different places, and they're and they're building toward a single story. I would I don't know what this story is, and maybe this movie this story builds into the 007 movie. So you can write the 007 movie that is its own separate thing. That is almost like he is the Avengers on his own. Or you can write the whole thing to be self-included. It's totally encapsulated in and of itself. You write a double O thing. 007 is not included. You keep hearing about whispers about him doing this or that somewhere else. and Or something. Or you can write the whole thing to fit in with, a double, with the Daniel Craig movies. Right? You can, you can actually say, okay, this whole thing is actually happening in the preamble before and after double, uh, Casino Royale. That's what season one is all about. It's happening during it. So you hear all the, oh, James Bond is going there. Oh, James Bond doing that. Oh, James doing that. What are you doing? And M saying, oh, what are you doing over here? 007, oh, 003, we need you to get over to Madagascar for the cleanup operation and the secondary investigations. Boom. All of a sudden, we have a show. We have an episode there. There's so many things they could be doing with it. You want to know what else they could be doing with it? Who is M? Like, how did M become M? How did, let's do an M origins. I'm actually kind of interested in that. I'd actually really, really be interested in that. Maybe M is the reason the 00 program even started to begin with. That's why, he's, that's why he's in charge. Maybe that's what happened. M was just there and suggested it to the prime minister. Or maybe we could have a 00, who was the first 007? How about that? 007 Origins, but it's not about James Bond. It's about the first 00, set in, like, I don't know, 1936 or some shit. You know? Maybe this 00 is set in, yeah, something like that. 
because the double O program can't have just come out like just recently. It's got to be old, right? Let's have a double O origin story. 007 or 00, whatever. We have so many stories to tell. There's animation that could be done. There's anime that could be done. There's. You're getting the point, aren't you? You're getting the point. I've given you no less than three ideas over here that could gross millions, hundreds of millions of dollars that they're just not, they don't care to do anything with. Why? Why? And I, I, I just, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I, I'd like somebody else to explain it to me. I'd like one of them to explain it to me. One of the Broccoli's to explain it to me. Because I don't think that we need Lashana Lynch to take over the role of 007 until we've really exhausted the universe that he inhabits. The universe that, that, that 007 inhabits could be as big as, not as big as Marvel because it doesn't center around one character, but it could be as big as any of the other ones. You know, it certainly could be as big as, maybe not, yeah, actually, yeah, screw it, Star Wars. It could be as big as Star Wars. It could be as big as Indiana, bigger than Indiana Jones, which most people would say it probably is. But it could be bigger than it already is, and that's the real point. Before we start casting Lashana Lynch, a black woman, to play James Bo 007, or we start casting Idris Elba to play 007 James Bond, or we start casting men, women of other races and colors and creeds to play 007 James Bond, how about we actually explore the rest of the universe? Let's flesh it out so we don't get any of the controversy and we don't need, because that's completely unnecessary and self-brought on. I don't know. I'm going to bring on the next section where I save Star Wars just now. Stay tuned. Okay, so I had a brainwave, right? I had a brainwave. Um, this has to do with Star Wars. I'm going to save Star Wars right now. I'm going to save how you think about what happened in the last two movies, especially the most important part, Ray. Think about it. That's what our biggest complaint. Our biggest complaint about the, all these movies has been about Ray. It's centered on Ray. It's about her parentage. It's about her, her, her Mary Sue-esque powers and how she's, you know, makes these insane leaps in power levels and all of that, right? This has been the center of our biggest complaint. I mean, before we get into the complete waste of a character like Captain Phasma, before we get into the, 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 the complete waste of a, like, waste of screen time that was Rose Tico, I had, I had no time for that character. That character was just whatever. Who cares? I didn't understand why it got so much attention, so much time in the movie made no sense i wanted to flesh out the movie and make it some what you know i'm getting off track all right this is how to save star wars the next movie this is this theory is based off of um you know heavily watching the, the last two movies i watched them the other the other this weekend and i was just like you know what man i get it now i i know how to save it and then i saw the trailer that, you saw that trailer for Rise of Skywalker, right? With, and then you get the laugh of the Emperor. And that's what set me off. I watched the last two movies, then I saw the Emperor, heard the Emperor laughing and it set me off. I was like, okay, okay. This is interesting, this is interesting. And I was thinking, how are they gonna fit this all in? But do you know what it is? I was actually looking through my video games. I was looking to play some games and then I looked at, I looked at uh, the Star Wars game, uh, the one with Star Killer. 
right? I saw that. It got me thinking. That's it. That's what they're thinking to begin with. Look, if there's anything that we know about J.J. Abrams, is that he's a big fan of, of including fan, giving fan service. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's the fan service director, right? But he's also the director that likes tying up loose ends and making something that people are it's easily digestible. So here's my theory, all right? And this theory starts off all the way back between Empire Strikes Back, right after the end of the Death Star. It starts right over there. The first Death Star blows up. What does the Emperor do? He's thinking to himself, oh God, I invested all of this in... Actually, no, the theory goes back way further than that. It goes way further back than that. It starts off with uh, Revenge of the Sith. Darth Vader is defeated. Darth Vader is defeated by Obi-Wan Kenobi, has to wear all these cybernetics and whatnot, and that means that he can't do things, use force powers like force lightning, right? He can't use force lightning. This is a big thing for the Emperor. Every single one of his apprentices, his apprentices, it limits the maximum power level of Darth Vader. This was always a big disappointment for him. We saw in uh, that... We, 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 and then we see this disappointment playing out during the, during the comic books, which are canon, mind you. So, let's say for sake of this argument, that the, the Emperor was thinking to himself, God, I, I like Darth, I think that he's super powerful, I think that he can, he's, 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 he's the apprentice, in terms of power level, he's absolutely the best apprentice I could possibly have right, right now, right? He's the top dog, he's the man. But couldn't I be doing better? I think I can. So what does the Emperor do? He set, starts making a program. He starts a program. Because he's tried this with three apprentices. This is third apprentice. That like, yeah, this is great. These guys are super duper awesome. But I keep getting disappointed. They're not powerful enough. In one way or the other, they're not powerful enough. What if I decided to make my apprentice? The next apprentice I have, I'm the emperor. I have all this money, access to the entire, what's it called? The entire galactic budget. I just squirrel some away and make an apprentice. Right? All a star killer. Maybe that was a hint by J.J. Abrams in the first movie. Star killer. Star killer base. Maybe that's what happened. So the emperor is here setting up all these different things all over the, all over the world. What if doing all these little secret projects as we saw in the last Star Wars game, right? The last Star Wars game, what is it? Battlegrounds or Battlefront? Battlegrounds. Yeah, Battlefront. That one. We saw that the Emperor clearly plans ahead. He planned uh, outside of the, his own lifetime and decided, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to set up a program to create the best possible Force user. And then I'm going to use that, take that, take that kid as my apprentice. That will be my apprentice. That that is my Vader killer, because this obsession with Luke Skywalker is getting a little creepy. Okay, okay, Darth is getting a little creepy. I'm going to make my own stuff, make my own apprentice. Now, what if this 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 base was set somewhere that, you know, no one would ever suspect, no one would ever want to go to, especially Darth Vader, because of the similarities to the world that he came from. Put it on Jakku. Are you understanding now? You see where I'm going with this? Alright, so the Emperor sets up this thing on Jakku. 
He sets it up on Jock. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna put this, I'm gonna put this, 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 this cloning and genetic testing facility on Jakku. And I'm gonna pay off some really force, some, some people who have like, not her parents, but someone to hold. It's, it's better if this child is birthed naturally rather than growing them in some tank, right? But I'm gonna combine a whole bunch of, 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 of uh, genetic material from very powerful force users, including myself. So maybe throw a little Darth Vader in that bitch over there, because he has, he must have the genetic material from Darth Vader in there. Um, and maybe th and people like that, or maybe it's just straight up them two. And then the parents are some other people, some other woman gave birth to this child, and that's what Ray sees. But now you're thinking to yourself, oh, where's the, this sounds pretty, this is, this is okay, but where's the rest of it? Where's the rest of your evidence? Remember that scene in, um, what would you call it? Um, the, the, the last Star Wars movie. What's it called? Not The Force Awakens. Uh, the Last Jedi. In The Last Jedi. Apologies for that. In The Last Jedi. There was that scene where Rey is looking, is in that mirror, and, and she's looking like in the mirrored room, and she's looking at herself, and she sees all these versions of herself. This is her. This is her. This is who she is. She sees lots and lots and lots of, her, of herself. Each one is sort of like interacting with their own personality. What if she was literally seeing exactly what I'm talking about? all the different variations, all the different versions of her. Maybe there was more than one Ray, and this was simply the version that didn't die. Ray is a survivor. That's who she is. She is a survivor. She survived on this desert world alone, a child in the desert world all alone, becoming a junker and all of that stuff. She's a survivor. The strongest genetic clone of the original model. And the reason why she can't remember anything from like her real childhood is not because it's traumatic, it's because quite simply, it's not the original Ray, that original version's memory. She's remembering other memories from another version of herself. And maybe that's what that scene was trying to do. And then this also explains why she's so powerful in the force, why she gets it. She was designed to be this powerful. She was designed from the ground up to be the most powerful force user any the universe has ever seen this makes a lot of sense it explains her mary sue power level leaps and all of that it explains why her past is shrouded in so much mystery so little knowledge but they've given us hints about it throughout the thing like uh and maybe this was the story that we were trying to get at that jj abrams was trying to get at right from the start it explains ray and that is the most important part about the whole star wars thing you gotta explain ray Ben is the most simple, easy to understand character in the world. Just spoiled brat. Didn't, didn't, daddy didn't love, he didn't think daddy loved him enough. Mommy was, mommy was all off saving the universe, not saving her family. My uncle tried to kill me. I'm really angry about it all. No one explained it to me. I didn't get enough love. Please, I need a nipple to suck on. Who gives a shit? You know, like, whatever. He's the most simple, easy character to understand. He's classic, classic, uh, He's, he's so easy to understand as a villain, it's not even funny. But Ray, we never connected with Ray, and maybe this is why. What will help us understand her better? And it makes, and in context, watching those movies through that lens, I tell you what, it all starts to make a lot more sense. Ray is the most powerful force user by design. The Emperor's design. His plan goes back 
this far. Goes for this far forward and starts all the way back there. And that's right in keeping with most of Star Wars, isn't it? The Emperor, we all know, could see things that he didn't understand. He was like, oh, I feel it in the force. He could see everything but his own death. And that's the one thing that no one can escape, their own death. I said, we never actually saw the guy die. We saw him fall down a cliff thing over there, and then we saw an explosion, but we didn't see him die in that explosion. And as I've always said, unless you see a person croak just right in front of you, they're not dead. Not in science fiction, not in science fantasy, not in any of that stuff, all right? So maybe the Emperor's still alive. Maybe he ran the program. I don't know, but my bet is on the Emperor being dead. I actually believe the Emperor is dead, and it's just that simple. But... I do think that he planned for things to happen outside of himself. It's just that Ray, without be without any without any sort of pushing, just became a good person. She was supposed to be a dark side user, but she wasn't. While Ben was supposed to be a light side user, but he wasn't. They both disappointed their masters, they both disappointed the past. And that's the thing. It's a, the story that JJ Abrams was trying to tell is about this is supposed to be cyclical but the chains are being rewritten in opposite ways about being disappointments to the to the people that birthed you that made you you be something that you're not meant to be and break the chain this is exactly the story they're trying to tell and i think the last one we're going to see who's going to be standing at the top of the hill it's going to probably be ray because you know in Dickens, in the very Dickensian sort of way, the the bad people coming to bad ends and the good people coming to good ends. I think that that's what they're going to be doing. Okay, but I think this explains all of that and the most important story points of Ray, her power levels, and all of that. Tell me what you think, guys. I would love to hear your opinions. Anyway. That is it for Bloods United. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the news, listening to my theories, listening to all of that. Please subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Like, share, comment. Do whatever it is you need to do. If you want to ask me any questions, if you want to ask any questions, have my theories, you have your theories of your own, please slide into our DMs. We are very, very able to do that. You can catch us on on. Uh, go to our group as well. Join the group on Facebook. Um, slide into the in, onto our messages. You talk to us. We're very, very we answer everything. We respond to everything. We're on Instagram at Blurred United. On Facebook at the Blurred United. Or you can go to our Facebook group. Just search for Blurred United group. It's right there. We would love to have conversations with you. Until next time, people. Um, we have no. I can't tell you where we have next week. It's a little bit of a surprise, but. That's what we until next week. Love you. Keep it blurry. <laughs>